0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't right. have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even right. your mom,
1: you know, when <laughs> she's <laughs> gonna pop eight and you're gonna walk around, man.
2: So we're going. <laughs> we moved into the ballsy portion
0: of that. There's some things you just can't buy in it's Like, like, like Mex- Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican <laughs> food. <in Vermont. laughs> All right, I'm scooping to my mom, god damn it. <laughs> uh, so, let's hope fucking everybody's going to have a kick-ass fucking Monday, and welcome to Leaving a Legacy. And we got Jerry on the call. Well, Say yeah. hi, Jerry.
1: How's it going, guys?
0: Uh, Fucking stellar. How's Pat doing?
2: Oh, man, I am bringing the energy like Ben Carson, you know what I mean?
0: No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm not... No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not... He, uh, Either either fucking way, I don't really I'm not terribly concerned. Everybody's fucking paid for in a political party, so I don't I I don't really do handstands at either. No,
2: no, no. Way. I just mean like Ben Carson is essentially like uh Xanax personified.
0: You know. I, no, I don't really know Zach. I don't. I don't. No, I.
1: We're off to a rip roaring. <laughs> <show. laughs> I thought that joke All right, was. Gonna hit. This is your cue to turn it off? Move on to your next podcast.
0: <laughs> I, th- I thought that joke was going to hit, but fucking
2: no one laughed, so, <laughs> so let's, that let's felt go real back, good. Should go I tell to, my egg
0: joke. Should I tell my egg, egg back joke back, instead? Egg, go back to that joke. Yeah, no more <laughs> egg jokes.
2: <laughs> oh shit, man! What's going on, guys?
0: Um. So. All right, then I'll fucking go with a joke here. That you guys, you, you, well, I mean, Tell us did you joke guys hear funny man? Did you guys hear about that dog that was t- it was speaking English? Uh No, no, I did not. It was a fucking guy that was giving a dog away. The thing that was fucking speaking English, and then just a one of there so was somebody that went up to the guy. They're like, "Yeah, I heard you got a dog that speaks English." He goes, "Yeah, he's in the backyard, tied up." So the guy went out back and he looked at this German Shepherd. He's like, "Is it true that you really you can speak English?" And the dog kind of looked at him. And he's like, well, yeah, since I was a puppy, I could actually start understanding some English. So I started to learn how to talk, and it was really kind of interesting. And then I had some puppies myself, and, you know, for a little while I was working with the canine unit, and then my puppies, as they started to grow older, they, they're they actually multilingual. So, like, some of them have worked in um, foreign affairs and diplomacy matters, and it's been very interesting life that I've had, and it's pretty good. And the guy went back up front amazed, and he's like, you really have that dog back there that can speak English? Uh, you know, how much do you want for him? The guy's like, I don't know, fucking 20 bucks. He's like, really? Why would you sell them so cheap? He's said, like, because everything that dog just told you is a lie. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. I liked it. I
1: liked it. That was so some, the dog can still talk. <laughs> yeah, but he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a talking dog. <laughs> Let's listen to somebody who's full of shit. You know how much you can make off YouTube videos this, these days? <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. I don't care if it's lying or not. Uh, I'm going to veto that joke.
2: We're <laughs> like, we're over on jokes right now. We should just get into the podcast. Yeah, we guys talk to talk about some magic? Yeah,
0: let's talk about some magic already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit, that was a big fucking Grand Prix, right? Sea Taco? <laughs> yeah, Sea Taco. <laughs> 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 fucking missed out on Sea Taco, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, man. Sea Taco. I would have gone just because it was called Sea Taco. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I, I came this close to going and then I didn't. Cool story, right? You came this
0: <laughs> close. I came the other coast of the fucking United States from going. Yeah, I was gonna go and then I. Alright, <laughs> it's
2: 2015. It's not like the other coast is a difficult journey to get there. Yeah,
1: we're not, not hitting the Oregon legs. Trail. Like. Yeah, flights were like 250 bucks, and I'm like, oh man, I could totally swing that. And uh, I just didn't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> good story.
0: Good story.
1: Yeah. Well, meanwhile,
0: Pat has kids. Yeah, so that's I can, true. You didn't swing it. Swing it that's true, yeah.
2: I, di- I didn't even make it up to Worcester this week to play Legacy. I was I like, I'm just going to take a fucking nap instead. <laughs> I was beat. I've had a, I've had a rough couple weeks, so.
1: Yeah, well, well, we can put off a GP talk to just say that uh, Pat once again dodged me in the yeah, tournament.
2: That he is said 100- he was coming
1: down to play, and then he took a nap instead.
2: <laughs> 100% accurate. I took a nap. It was a good decision. And, uh, i still, still, I'm still the podcast champ and I still have Jerry Stifles. So it's like an all round win for me. Like, you know,
1: <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I went on to victory. I, uh, I top forward and I made them play it out because uh, I was waiting for Adrian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did get that message you sent me. I'm like, Oh, how the top four going? You're like, Oh, I'm making them play it out because Adrian's not here yet. <laughs>
1: Uh, yep, they are local meta. They uh, they just split top four every single week, and usually I understand it because un-
0: you got to get Unless back. I'm in top four and I make them play it. Yeah, but uh,
1: I think probably for like the last six months or so, top four is split because everyone just kind of wants to go home. But Adrian was coming out to meet me, and I'm just like, well, he's not here yet, so uh, we're playing it out, guys.
0: <laughs> I like uh, it. I like it.
1: Yep, so I came in second and got the same amount of prize money as if I had just split. So,
0: <laughs> I remembered why we split every week, because
1: <laughs> you get the same How amount of winning out.
0: <laughs> How did that work? What did you end up making it for prize money? Uh,
1: so, it was a small turnout because of the GP and also the Patriots were playing. So Yeah, they were. Yeah, we were working against the football crowd, and then also all like the, the heavy grinders who went out to uh, the GP. So, yeah. only about 20 people showed up for Legacy, which
0: is still pretty good.
1: Okay. Um,
0: not a bad turnout for like yeah. which, which made your price support what?
1: So I walked away with uh
0: sixty bucks.
1: Uh, and second,
0: so so how does that work as a split? You still get sixty.
1: So if you do a split,
0: third, fourth, second, and first. I
1: don't know why I did that in order, but <laughs> all <four laughs> <Okay>. players. <laughs> One, all,
0: two, three, four. Jerry, do my do my finances for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay,
1: uh, all four players get sixty bucks if you split. Because uh, it's
0: well, that's two forty in a pool, right?
1: Right, two forty in a pool. So and, how do you get
0: sixty for second?
1: Uh, because first gets ninety, and then uh, second or uh, third and fourth get less. I forget what they got exactly.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Yeah. So like third and fourth get get shaved off for first, or everyone can just get sixty if you split. But uh, yeah, I was playing Nights Retreat, and uh, I actually top four this week. Um only match I lost that
0: was looking so fucking silly
1: too. I know, right? I, I had some good matches. Uh round one I lost against Dredge. Jim good old buddy of the cast, uh Jim was playing uh dredge and he taught me how to say his last name. Apocalypse. Yeah, Jim, I got it. I got it down.
0: <laughs> no, I I thought his last name was not Dredge. Not dredge. He keeps telling me his last name's not dredge. Yeah, not dredge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been on dredge
1: forever. Back, like, pretty much as long as I've known him, which has been, a, a, you know, probably a couple of years now at this point.
0: Oh, when I when I have fucking dredge questions, I'll ask it. Because he does, like, he does dredge with Force of Will also, which is fucking rare.
1: Yeah, he wasn't doing it this week, but he, he's right. like, he has done it in the past. But yeah, he's done manaless dredge. He recently upgraded to LEDs and now does mana dredge. Um, but he also top forward, which is. Uh, Pretty sick, but he was my only loss in the Swiss. Um, And then I proceeded to beat. I just played all graveyard decks, because then I beat Reanimator, Reanimator, and then round four, I played against Curtis playing Enchantress, and I was able to beat Enchantress. So Dredge, Reanimator, Reanimator, Enchantress were my matchups in the Swiss. So, not your everyday occurrence in a tournament. Uh, and then in the finals, I beat Jim to <laughs> reclaim my uh, my title in, uh, in top four, and then I ended up ultimately losing to uh, Monastery Miracles in the finals.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: which is a very, very tough deck to beat. But they they just have uh, so much resiliency.
0: Fucking Null Rod.
1: Yeah, except tur- No Rod turns off my Batter skills and Jits and other things.
0: How, how, how many Batter skills are in your deck?
1: One batter skull. I know, I know. How, I know. how many no, gifts are in your deck? I know. No Rod is good against Miracles. I, I how, know. <laughs> how, how, how many cards
0: you side you sideboard out when you side in? <laughs> uh, like 11 cards. I, I boarded 11 cards. In, like 11 cards come in and none come out? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: But, All right. Yeah, that's, that pretty much covers local news. Pat dodged me again because he's yep. scared.
2: I did, I did. Um, Just FYI, I looked up the, uh, the payout, and your math checks out for 16 to 23 players top four split 60 bucks because like first place gets 120 second place gets 60 third gets 40 and uh fourth gets 20 so you split that out to 60 bucks a piece you split top four there we go yep
1: my math checks out here that it checks irons? out <laughs> even, even though you counted three four, four two. one two <laughs> <laughs> that's how we count in the stock market <laughs> sure yeah yeah I mean, makes I sense I knew it was a rigged game yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that boring local Boston meta. Yeah, should we talk about something a little more important?
0: <laughs> yeah, we what can. What fuck is more important?
1: <laughs> You're right. Nothing is more <laughs> important than the meta game at That's Entertainment. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> the Dredge Reanimator Reanimator Enchantress Knight's Retreat Reliquary deck. That is the That is the current meta. <laughs>
2: How do you like the Reliquary deck?
0: Oh, that's good. I'm gonna take it apart now though. Show is so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you kept you kept dropping a land and scrying two to the bottom. I'm like, Man, Oh yeah, I get, must I get, not want a single fucking card in that
1: deck. <laughs> yeah,
0: against against miracles. Everyone was
1: cracking up, because 'cause I'm playing miracles and I ended up getting two uh uh retreat to coral homes in play, so every time I play to land, I got to scry too. Jesus. <laughs> everyone was standing around me and just laughing because I put everything on the bottom. They're like, Jerry, <laughs> this deck's full of crappy cards that you don't want. Because <laughs> I kept looking and it was like, more land, noble hierarch, lands, noble hierarch. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want any of this shit. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. that is
1: relic reliquary,
0: well, counterspell.
1: Fuck, yeah. double scry. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He had the countertop lockout. He had double counterbalance, double... Uh, Uh, Double Sensei's Divining Top, so I was not resolving anything against him. Um, I got him down to one life, and I just could not close the game out. Hmm. But, yeah, it it was fun. That's just something fun that I wanted to get out of my system. Like, ever since I saw the card spoiled, I wanted to put it together, and now I'm uh, moving on. I actually... uh, Bob Huang, who's been on the cast a couple times, he started up this uh, kind of... Think Tank for Aggro Loam, so I joined that. I'm going to get back on the agro Loam list. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's a bunch of us all working together, comparing sideboard cards, uh, you know, tuning the list, and kind of working together to try and come up with, you know, the best list we can find. There's about six of us. So, first time I've ever been part of, like, a team. Uh, You know, you always hear about people... Oh, thanks, Jerry! Well, (laughs) no, like... (laughs) No, not like that. You know what I mean. Like, uh, like the closest example is, like, Scotty Mac, you had Team Geist. You know, that was pretty, you know, famous. Where, you know, it's a group of people who all get together to work on the same deck, and they're all tuning the deck so you can kind of pool your resources. Almost like... Legacy players don't have a pro tour, so legacy players don't really do it, but, you know... People who play standard do it all the time. They get on a team together, and they all grind out the decks and you know combine the manpower and the hours, so it's just more efficient.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: So we're, we're working on that. I guess I can uh, spoil some, uh, some tech from it. Uh, everyone's really interested in a new card from... Uh, you know, now,
0: now, if you spoil tech from the team... Oh, you yes. <laughs> <the> team. <laughs> you know you end up off the team, right? <laughs> This is, this is already... It's well-known enough that we're,
1: we're debating it, but... I, I'm just I, saying... Loose, I, this, loose what is the point of having ships. a platform, Adrian, if I can't dish out the scoops?
0: Loose sink ships.
1: Loose, <laughs> so. loose lips sink ships, exactly. Good song. <laughs> K- Kimmy Dawson, there we go. Yeah, where are my hipster bros out in the, lo- in the uh,
0: <laughs> podcast oh God. universe? What the fuck is that? A song? Yeah. What, what car are we talking about here? Wait, <laughs> <who's it? laughs> who sings it? Kimmy Dawson. Is that a girl or something? Yes. <laughs> and you just all right? So, so like, wow, man! All right, just look it up. It's a good song, actually. Pat, I, I, play yeah, it I out. Play know, us oh, out wait, with that song.
1: It was on I the soundtrack of Juno. That uh that very. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Did you watch that.
2: <laughs> Juno is a good flick, man.
1: Uh I was in college <laughs> when that when that movie came out. You know that you that's a, to... that's a quality date movie. I don't know Dude. why because it's about like teenage pregnancy, but Ellen
2: Page and fucking Michael Cera. That's a good flick. I like Juno.
1: There we
0: wow. go. So yep. now our me- Mency's all synced, <laughs> <laughs> right? <so> Listen, man, <laughs> I
2: am comfortable enough in my sexuality to say there are some chick flicks that are perfectly fine because right. just good movies, you know.
0: Sure, yeah, no, I like my best friend's wedding. Sure, <laughs> so
2: I can, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what card are we talking about? <laughs> right, Serious. <'cause> <laughs> <laughs> i Let's let's get off the women's you know films and we'll go back to the children's card game. But
1: yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go back to the children's card game. <laughs> uh, the card is... Let me find it here. Uh, it is Centaur Vinecrasher. Uh, so this card is pretty sweet. It's from What's the that? new Commander 2015 deck. Oh, okay. Uh, and it goes really well in the agro loam list. Um, so it reads... Three colorless and a green for a 1-1. And it also has trample, which is relevant because it's it's really necessary in the tokens matchup, like Monastery Mentors and uh, Young Pyromancers, because oftentimes you have a giant knight, but it can't get through them. So this kind of answers that problem. And it reads for text... Uh, It enters the battlefield with a number of plus-one, plus-one counters on it, equal to the number of land cards in all graveyards. Oh. And it has a bonus ability. Whenever a land card is put into a graveyard from anywhere, so any player's graveyard, you may pay green-green if you do return Centaur Vinecrasher from your graveyard to your hand. Hmm. So big things with it is it can't be Abrupt Which is the bit when a big problem with Knight of the Reliquary, and then as a bonus factor, even if you mill it with Life from the Loam or use it as a discard engine with Liliana, it's just a threat that keeps coming back and back and back. And it gets big when you play it if you're playing it in Aggro Loam, just like the amount of lands and graveyards in general in Legacy makes that makes this guy huge. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only a one of, because it's the finisher that you probably green on Zenith for. Um, but it, it has some promise, so I'm looking forward to testing that out in Agro Huh.
2: What are you, what are you pulling out for that card?
1: So, right now we're debating. I'm pulling hard for, uh, Titania, Protector of Aragoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I love that card. Like, that card just has won me so many games. But it's kind of the natural replacement for this card. It's one cheaper than Titania. It can be returned from your graveyard, so it it, it unless it gets Swords to Plowshare, it pretty much never dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of the natural the natural fit for it. But I may try and jam both of them in there because you know YOLO. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so that that's kind of uh, where I'm at now. I'm probably going to be on Aggro alone for a little while, uh, definitely for the you know upcoming tournaments. We got some nice tournaments coming up in the next couple months.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, we do. We, I was actually just talking to. Um I recorded last night with Trevor and Renee um for their car uh, card confidence podcast. Uh oh, from the
0: whore. Yeah, from the
2: editor's desk decks. <laughs> and just uh, the village
1: bicycle. Everyone gets a listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that uh that analogy goes, right? Hey man,
2: this is what happens when you guys leave me to my own devices. I find something to do with my Tuesday nights, you know?
0: <laughs>
2: but um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, we were talking about all the events that are coming up and I'm pretty excited. We have a pretty fucking stacked calendar in this area, so it's great to see.
0: Yeah, I know. There's been a lot of To stepping up with the fucking with SCG dropping coverage.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking. It's great.
1: Oh uh, yeah, would you give a shout out uh, Gaming Etc. They're doing. They're in Acton, Massachusetts. They started up uh, F and M Legacy, and for the month of November, they're giving away dual lands as door prizes.
0: Yeah, is that what they're doing? Dual lands. I'm trying to see if I can get Celso to carpool up there with me this week.
1: Yeah, they gave out uh they gave out a Savannah last week. Uh interested to see what's this week. I'm so bummed. I couldn't make it last week, or I'm not gonna make it this week either, but I definitely will be there for the rest of the month. Nice. Hit that dual land lottery. Uh,
2: yeah. I go up and play. Yeah, there's a ton of people from T E that are gonna be up there, so
0: Yeah, they and, got Ian's up there, Jim's up there.
2: Yep, I know Curtis is gonna be there, Kate will be there, um Chris will be there, so it'll be a good turnout for sure.
0: Yeah, I just want to see if I catch a right up with Celso. See if he yep. wants to go. He, he mentioned it and I'm like, Buck dude, what we'll cap will? I mean, if he comes up here, I'll drive the rest of the way. Sure I is. mean, shit, I mean, like, if he's gonna go from fucking Connecticut, I have very little excuse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you gotta make it. Plus, that store is awesome. If you've never been there before, I love that store. It's huge, wide open play area. They have cases on cases on cases. Pretty much any sealed product you could ask for, they have. You know they had uh, sealed unlimited uh, packs the last time I was there, or like starter
0: decks or whatever. I'd uh, just be curious to see if they have the, like some more what I need from our folk. Yeah,
1: there you go. So you picked up some more uh, aether vials and silvergill
0: adapts. Dude, shit's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, early scoop to Kyle. Holy shit! Uh, what the hell? We went to go do a draft, and it was like it must have been Halloween, so. The draft ended up not going on, but he's like, "Well, you know, the store over here's got fucking Umizawa's jet." <laughs> like, okay, so we took a ride over. I traded some cards in and got a jet. I ended up trading some, like, all Battle for Zendikar cards that I got. I got, I got a few fat packs and opened them up and um, figure I'll just hold basic lands anyway and like see what the fuck is in a fat pack. And uh, then I just ended up trading the Battle for Zendikar stuff for like. Legacy parts. So I ended up like down at Wonderland. They didn't have anything from our folks. So I'm like, right, well, what do they got here for tin fins? And I started picking up some tin fins pieces. I'm like, yeah. and then and he's he's like, well, you know, they got a jit up in Spencer. So I took I took a ride up to Spencer. I had some more battle for Zendikar stuff. I ended up trading that for the jit. And then um he, he he sent me a text the next day. He's like, hey, there's a Master of Pearl Trident in Southbridge. So I carried like, right, over to Southbridge. I go get some Master of Pearl Tridents. He, he sent me a text last week. He's like, They got silver Gill adepts down in T E and I'm like, out there I go to fucking T E. So like he's been flagging me every time he finds something that I need for Merfolk, if he's at a store, he lets me know where it is. And I'm like, Alright, so that the fucking scoop up scooping a Kyle. But then I got ended up picking up I picked up a couple ether vials and then I went and saw one of my buddies last night. Um and I got you know, one of the cool things is that I've gotten to know some really fucking awesome people, like, playing this game. And, I, you know, I, you, you get to meet all kinds. I like to focus on the really fucking awesome people I get to meet, you know. And and so one of one of my guys, one of my buddies, uh, he's like, well, meet up with me, and I got some pieces from Merfolk for you. So I got a Force of Will, uh, Flusterstorm. Uh, what the fuck else did I get? An extra Silver Gill Adept. A couple of Stifles, a couple of Misdirections. And... You know, Stifle's not really a Murfolk card, but shit, I'll fucking use it. Um, yeah, especially
1: when they're like five bucks a piece now.
0: Oh well, it's it's just if I can't hit Flusterstorm against the fucking not uh, tendrils, I can hit Stifle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not it's it's cute, um, but uh, not terribly sure. You know, it's not really. For Merfolk, but it could be. I need 15 cards for the sideboard anyway. But I ended up picking up uh, Force of Will, Flusterstorm. There was oh, and a True Name Nemesis. So I still need like one True Name Nemesis, four Wastelands, three Force of Wills, three Metavolts. and like that's that's main deck. Then the deck is together. Yes. So I'm still looking for like you know Null Rod, Surgical Extraction, just wacky fucking shit that I want to stick in the sideboard on occasion, Mm -hmm. and um, because I I'm still I've, I've kind of always liked like I know it like and it doesn't fucking matter to me that it's not like I don't know ninety uh, percent of people don't play surgical extraction Merfolk. that doesn't really matter to me as much. I'm um, um, the ten percent that will surgical the volcanic island out of your delver deck <laughs> like that matters to me and keeps you off red right you know <laughs> like that or, or like against the agro loam where they're gonna um well put fucking dark depths in the grave. And, and try to pull it back and like just surgical. It, it's I don't know. I, I'm I'm a fan of surgical. Yeah, but
1: it's a good card. It definitely fell out of favor, but I see it coming back a little bit. I see it more often than I used to.
0: Yeah, I always I always like it in Murfolk because I mean you can't play back black for Extirpate. The first time I faced an extirpate and I was talking to Jim about tin fins, and I I, I got to go to tin fins for a second real quick. But like I was talking to Jim about tin fins, and the one card I forgot to mention was pull from eternity. And how crazy that is when somebody's like, extirpate and they think they got it. You know, I feel like pull for eternity, I'll put it back in my grave. That's just crazy, but. That's pretty good. Anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, so Merfolk is, uh, I ended up getting the Ether Vials and Merfolk is coming together swimmingly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> More dad in- jokes. This is the dad joke. Cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our listeners, before we, we split up the intro, there were, Dad jokes flying fast. I, I could not handle it. <laughs> just be thankful you didn't have to be subjugated to it. You guys get to come in late.
0: I well, maybe it, it's still there. What are you talking about, Jerry? I yeah. know you're editing you uh, this.
1: The powers of editing magic.
0: <laughs> the powers like, of. Uh, I noticed. I noticed so far, Chewy's done more show notes than Jerry. <laughs> what the fuck.
1: Well, I'm just the talent, guys. Just the talent. So yeah,
2: we just call. We call you in. You record, you're throwing out of your track, and you, you head out like a prima donna.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> you don't get your hands dirty. Limo, I
1: like it. Limo picks me up in the back alley, so i <laughs> in the front entrance. He like advertises
0: it. the secret tech from the hive mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, I don't think they're going to get mad about that.
0: <laughs> you know what I was actually looking at, and, and it was kind of fucking freaky, because once you started mentioning it, I looked up the spoilers for Commander. What the hell is that? Azuri Pre- Predation? Azuri's Predation. Oh, that's a sorcery. Oh my god, alright, god. I didn't look at it as a sorcery. I'm like, holy shit, they can natural order that thing out? But, no. Alright. <laughs> Did is, you see that?
1: No, what is Azuri's Predation?
0: It's three green and five sorcery. For each creature your opponent controls, put a 4-4 four, four green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Each of those beasts fights a different one of those creatures.
1: Wait, so how are they natural order for
0: that? Right, because I just noticed it's a sorcery.
1: Oh, wait, you thought it was a creature? Yes. Ow. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's, it's green. Why wouldn't it be a creature? <laughs>
1: okay, fair point.
0: Fair point. <laughs> I was like, shit, there's a natural order target. Fuck, I just built merfolk.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Well, speaking of some wackiness, you guys want to dive into uh, the GP? Sure. Because right off the bat, I want to say I love this reanimator list that made uh, top eight.
2: Yeah, it was very uh, different, right? Yeah, is very
1: different from what we usually see.
2: So, uh, Lance came in first, uh, Calcano, Paladin, Grixis Silver in second, Blue White Miracles in third. Nothing really interesting in the first three lists, but the reanimator list is definitely interesting.
1: Yeah. So, first of all, as far as random creature as a one-of, that we haven't really seen before, is Archetype of Endurance, which is from, I think, Journey into Nyx?
2: Uh, it's from Born of the Gods.
1: Born of the Gods. Yeah, that entire block just blurred together for me. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, it's six green green for an enchantment creature, four. Um, it's a six five. Creatures you control have Hexproof. Creatures your opponents control lose Hexproof and can't have or gain Hexproof.
1: Yep. So, just another answer for Swords to Plowshares and Caracas, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty nice. It basically forces your opponent to have a Sweeper or nothing. Otherwise, your stuff staying on the table. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it, because I don't see this card closing out the game by itself. Like, your opponent can throw, uh, you know, a Tarmogoyf and something else in front of it and kill it. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's interesting, but where the real space so. comes in is, you know, his spell suite. Um, because he's loaded up on uh, milling, or not milling, but uh, looting effects. Uh, he's running four Careful Study, which is pretty stock for most Reanimator decks. But then he's also running four Hapless Researcher, which mm-hmm. used to be run back in the day but fell out of favor a couple years ago. And then also on top of that, he's running three Is It Charms. So, so all in all, he's running 11 loot effects.
0: Because it all works with Jace.
1: And also, uh, yeah, you're right, Jace Rin's Prodigy. So he is just powering through his deck to find those cards that he needs. And I also love the Is It Charm because one of the biggest problems Reanimator faces is Death Right Shaman. Reanimator really took a huge hit when Death Right Shaman was printed, and having Is It Charm main deck gives you an answer to a Death Shaman, which I love. Um he's also running two misdirection, as basically Force of Will, five and six. So kinda of, he he went a little glass cannon-y with this, but I, it definitely worked out for him seeing as how he came in fourth in the Grand Prix. Um and he's also running like Snapcaster Mage in the sideboard, so definitely, definitely a very interesting deck. And I, I loved it as soon as I saw it. I think when I finally put together uh, Reanimator again, I, I think I'm going to sleeve up this list.
2: Yeah, that is pretty sweet. Um, quick question: animate dead. You can stifle that, that, um, that, like the trigger when it enters the battlefield, right? Uh, uh
1: yeah. yes. Okay. I okay. Believe, yes. Yeah, That's what stifle, I thought.
2: I just want to make sure.
1: But uh,
2: personal. Personal research. Yeah, yeah. Check Actually, check with
1: that. Uh, um, check with that new Twitter. Wait profile. A how
2: how would it work though? I haven't. This is so, this is the
0: rewritten animate dead. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> when,
2: when, when animate dead enters the battlefield, if it's on the battlefield, it loses uh, enchant creature card in the graveyard and gains enchant creature put onto the battlefield with animate dead. So I so, have to hit the battlefield.
0: So, and, so the only thing you stifle is that it just now says enchant creature in, in a graveyard. That's the only, th- like that stifle doesn't actually stop the creature from coming into play, it just changes the wording on Animate Dead. Right. They they did this because the old Animate Dead had this awkward, there was no creature in a graveyard, there's just a card in a graveyard. So they had to change the wording on Animate Dead. Yep. Right Jerry? Or are you yeah. asleep?
1: Animate Dead's one of those really I, weird- I Jerry right, asleep. <laughs> morning, we work.
0: Jerry, we're gonna animate you. Are you dead? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Animate totally Dead is one of those like weird cards that's been gone through a ton of rewording and reworks and just anything that was printed back in the day and just has a wall of text. Like if you look at original Animate Dead cards, like it looks like you're
0: reading a novel. Um, but it's Yeah, so stifling stifling an Animate Dead does not stop the creature from coming into play. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, check check
1: with that uh, check with that new Twitter thing you posted. Does can you stifle that?
0: I
2: know it hasn't come up yet. I'm waiting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone started a Twitter handle. Can you stifle that? And all they post are, "Can you stifle that?" Pictures.
2: Yeah, so like it's like a it's like a, it'll have like a, a card with like an enter the battlefield ability and then a static ability, and it'll like highlight one in green and highlight one in red and say yes and no. It's pretty great. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. <laughs>
0: um, when it enters the battlefield, if it's on the battlefield. It loses Enchant creep I, mean, I gotta fucking ask CJ this. <laughs> I think that you can... I, it's a legal to... target for Stifle. Stifle has to be when, whenever, or at. Yeah, no. for, I,
1: I remember this wording happening. For some reason I want to say, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, if I'm misremembering it, but it's like you, stifle, you can Stifle the anime dead... But then the trigger just goes back on the stack again, and you it, like you get it. Again. Oh,
0: because it's still on the battlefield, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: it's still on the battlefield, so it has to enchant something. I, I, I am not a judge by any means. This is you know something I defer yeah. from experts, but I think it's like you can stifle it, but it just happens again anyways.
0: Right, similar to stifling a standstill.
1: It's something like that, yeah.
0: Mm. But I
1: don't know. Ask your local judge. <laughs> Consult your local tax advisor. Ask your local judge. <laughs>
0: Chop wood, carry water.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, also just really quick to touch on, I think it's pretty big that lands won the GP because it just shows how far that deck has come. Because I remember, you know, a year ago, two years ago, if you told people you're on lands, you got laughed at. Well, you know why? Why? Because Blood
0: Moon's 85 bucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That, That might have something to do with it, but... I just remember, like, it's not even like land's changed that much. The lists haven't really added anything new. It's just the meta shifted around it. I guess, like, Thespian Stage being printed was the real one. Instead of having to do Vesuva, they can use Thespian Stage, which just made the deck that much more consistent. But it used to not be a serious deck at all. It was like a Tier 3 deck at best, and now it's winning the GP,
0: which is huge. I'm trying um, to remember what won the last GP. it Uh, it was uh, Blue, White,
1: Red, uh, Stoneforge Mystic, Patriot Blade, and then the year before that was also
0: Patriot Blade. Was it Patriot Delver, though?
1: Yeah, Delver. With fucking Stoneforge? Yeah. Yeah, Delver, Stoneforge. It won it for the last two American GPs in a row. And finally, I was going to be really upset if it won again this year, because come on, people. (laughs) Ban Delver. Ban (laughs) Delver. But it's okay. I mean, we only had two Delver decks in the top eight, which is pretty low. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two Charlotte Bugs in the top eight. Um, yeah. so, that, I mean, we kind of saw coming a mile away. Charlotte Bug has just really reared its head ever since the Delve spells went away.
0: <laughs> a <Lurin. laughs> I love
1: that! Oh my god, yeah, can we talk about that right now? The fact All that Alurin right. made top eight?
2: Just real quick, um, I did look it up. You can stifle the Animate Dead because you're stifling the Return a Creature trigger. So what what will happen is, Animate Dead will be in, it'll be on the battlefield, and chaining a creature in the graveyard. But the great, but the the creature won't hit the battlefield, so they won't get the creature.
0: Gotcha. So where did you look this up?
2: Uh I went to I went to the source, all right, but so I also went better. to ga- okay. I went to Gatherer, <laughs> and there wasn't a good, there wasn't any ruling on Gatherer, so I went to the source instead. Nice. Take it to nice. the source. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> and anyway, sorry. We're so oh. we're talking about Aluren, right?
1: Yeah, I, Aluren has a soft spot in my heart. It was the second Legacy deck I ever put together after Stasis. I went from Stasis to a Learn because I'm a bad person. And <laughs> this this deck is awesome. For those who don't know, the way the combo works is
0: ooh, a Learn ooh, I know. is
1: an enchantment. <laughs> a Learn is an enchantment for two colorless green green. Any player may play a creature card with total casting cost three or less whenever he or she could play an instant and without playing its casting cost. So all creatures under three are free and can be played as as with flash. And its combo is it also has a card called Cavern Harpy, which is blue black for a 2 1 flying. When Cavern Harpy comes into play, return a blue or black creature you control to its owner's hand. Uh, and then it also has pay one life, return Cavern Harpy to its owner's hand. So you play Cavern Harpy, trigger goes on the stack, and you can either bounce one of your value cards, uh, like, uh, you know, Baleful Strix. Uh, to draw infinite cards or shardless agent to get infinite, um, you know, cascade triggers, but you Parasitic Strix. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say then,
2: Parasitic Strix is like the, uh.
1: Wow, way to blow out the build up. <laughs> 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 or as I was going to say, the win condition.
0: <laughs> took too long, Jerry. <laughs> well, yeah, those man. are the cards you use to
1: find the parastric- Parasitic Strix. Oh tricks. yeah,
0: that's, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah, you use it to find the Parasitic Strix, which is. Two colorless and a blue for a 2-2 flying when Parasitic Strix comes into play. If you control a black permanent, target player loses 2 life and you gain 2 life.
2: Oh, man. So, I like this deck a
1: lot. Yeah, so you just chain those together to get infinite. I've also seen it that when I played it. Um, I actually played it with Brain Freeze. So you just play Cavern Harpy, bounce Cavern Harpy infinite times, then Brain Freeze them for a million. Because <laughs> Brain Freeze is the other storm kill condition that everyone forgets about.
2: What's Brain Freeze? I haven't heard of that card.
1: Oh. Brain Freeze is one colorless, one blue. Target player mills the top three of their library, Storm.
2: Oh. Oh, jeez. That is sweet.
1: Because you also get, you know, infinite, you know, cards being cast, so you can storm them out. Oh, shit!
0: Sorry. (laughs) Uh, There's this cons card in there, Minister of Pain in the sideboard. Oh, Yeah.
1: The minister. Of yeah, ben. it's from
2: uh, Dragons of Tarkir.
0: Uh, it ex- cre- so exploit when it comes into play, sack a creature. If you do creatures, your opponent's control, get minus one, minus one till end of turn? Yep. yep. No, like, all right, so you're sacrificing, and then what are you getting back? And then the Eternal Witness right, will just and come, come into play, witness. get something else back, put it in, bounce this black guy, play him again, Mark. sack something...
1: My guess is that's an answer for. Actually, no. It wouldn't even be Thalia. Thalia doesn't really affect the deck that much. It yeah,
0: that would. would it would get rid of right?
1: like.
2: It would get rid of like. um... Uh, Anything. Young, young pyromancer ma- young, young tokens and stuff. No, like it
0: that. would get rid of more than that. It's a board sweeper.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, what's you got one in here that like? Um, what the hell was the other one? There was one that like bounces a creature right when it comes into play. Yeah, Dream yeah,
2: uh, Cavern... Dream Stalker.
0: Kevin Harpy. Or Kevin
2: Harpy. Yeah. Well, so you haven't returned itself. So you can oh, no, play this. The, the problem yeah. is the
1: exploit. You only have so many creatures that you can sacrifice. Not with the Eternal Witness. Well, you can't bounce the Eternal Witness over and over again because it's not a blue or black card. No, but it's a... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's no way to get the Eternal Witness over and over again. So it's not infinite, but, I mean, you don't really need to do Minister of Pain a bunch of times.
0: Uh, Return a permanent you control to its owner's hand, the Dreamstalker.
1: Yeah, but you can only play Eternal Witness once. There's no way to get Eternal Witness back into your hand.
0: Dreamstalker. When Easy. Dreamstalker enters the battlefield, return a permanent you control to oh, your hand.
1: Yeah, you're right. You the your Eternal Witness. That is the most convoluted way to get that back. But yes, you can like four I'm different like, creatures. Like,
0: how does this minister? Why is this minister of pain there? But it's a board sweeper if it's played outright.
1: Uh, true. Uh, and you don't. And you don't go to time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, no, you, you definitely can do it that way. So, yes, you can sweep the entire board, but you should probably just win at that point already, too. And did then, you guys get to watch any of this coverage from this GP? Yeah, I actually saw more of this coverage than probably all the other GPs together.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. I. Um, did you watch the top eight? Did you watch, like, the finals with... Calcano and uh, you.
1: So I missed the end. I watched pretty much all of day one, but I okay. didn't have a chance to see day two because I was uh, playing in Worcester.
2: Man, Calcano was like just masterful with Grixis Delver in that top eight. It was so much fun to watch him play. It just seemed like I, I think Grixis is just is that does not match up well with lands. No, not at all. Um, and uh like you know, once once lands is able to like recur Wasteland. Delver. I mean, Grixis is in real bad shape, you know, at that point. But um, watching him play through the top eight was just awesome. It was really, really fun
1: to watch. Yeah, like it's it was pretty neat. To, he kind of proved that Grixis Delver does not need Dig Through Time in order to succeed. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, shows it's still a very good deck. And then also we have four color Delver in the top eight as well as our other Delver representation. And. The uh token miracles list in the top eight as there must always be.
0: <laughs>
1: and Merfolk in thirty second. <laughs> yes, and Merfolk in thirty second. Um I also saw in top sixteen uh there was uh the rock. Uh um, there was, yeah. Yep. It was um it's actually pretty much Agroloam. loam. Uh people uh, this is actually one of the other things we've been talking about in the think tank is what to refer to this deck it by because everyone calls this deck something different <laughs> you know people call it junk people call it the rock aggro loam good stuff dot deck it's it's all over the place <laughs> but pretty pretty nice to see that in top 16 uh, another land deck elves death and taxes Rugged over in ninth yep rugged
0: over in ninth. <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
1: but, uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <clears throat> I had a good time day one. Actually, just hanging out, we started a thread on the Facebook group, and a bunch of people got involved in that. And I, I think we had over 100 different posts to the thread by the end of day one, which is pretty
2: yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty great.
1: So, yeah, just, uh, just hanging out with the, everyone in there, talking to people. Uh, it, it really made it, it was, it was like our own private Twitch chat because, you know, <laughs> Twitch chat Except, is just a cesspool, so it was nice. I was gonna
2: say yeah, but like a thousand times less toxic. <laughs> yeah,
1: a thousand times less toxic. Um, but all the all the people in there, uh, you know, Will, Andy, you know, Joshua, Lawrence, Dominic, all those guys. Uh, it was it was awesome hanging out with you guys and. Also, can't forget Chris, good old Chris Cheehy. <laughs> Even though he just quoted, you know, Jerry Gate every other post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> he's your sworn enemy now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a collect, uh, collecting all these sworn enemies. I, I think, <laughs> I think Chris and Celso are actually the same person. <laughs> Chris may be just a an invention of Celso to make it look like he has more people on his side.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man! Yeah, so the GP was sweet. Um, it was cool to see quite a bit of diversity in the top sixteen there. I didn't really see anything <clears throat> from Commander that popped out at me. I don't know if you guys saw any spoilers that interested you at all. But
0: yeah, there's a sorcery, natural order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than, other
2: than that, other than that card, <laughs> I didn't see too much that lo- that piqued my interest. Yeah.
1: Any progress on uh, getting Rugged Over put together, Pat?
2: No, I'm still waiting on my, I, I ordered my, uh, Nimble Mongoose like two weeks ago, they still haven't arrived yet. The only thing I really need for that deck, like I said, is like another... I mean, Why'd you
0: order buck, them? They're like a buck fifty, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I just got them on TCG Player.
1: Uh, speaking of Nimble Mongoose, I don't know why I did this, but it was kind of one of those impulse trades. Uh, I was trading someone on, on, uh, Sunday, and I traded, he had a foil Nimble Mongoose. <laughs> uh and it also had a printer. It had a uh, it basically had a line of ink missing across the card. Um so it was like a print error where it was almost like the printer missed this one strip. Yep. And I just saw that and I really wanted it and I traded for it. So I gave him $33 worth of trade value.
0: Oh for god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I have a, I have a print error foil nimble mongoose. So yeah. Yeah. So- <laughs>
0: Never so gonna run the... it in anything, but
1: I have it. <laughs>
0: is it. Uh, so is it just Zoo and Rug Delver? I mean, what else would you. Or does Zoo even use Animal Mongoose?
1: Dude, that, that card doesn't even see EDH play. It is such oh. a niche card. <laughs> so is
0: it just Rug Delver, or does Zoo at least play it too?
1: I mean, Zoo plays it too, but when was the last time you saw a Zoo deck?
0: Alright, well, no, my. my... My pun was about Rug Delver, damn it. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Were you trying to do another dad joke and I wouldn't go the, along with it?
0: Was it just that the printer along the way was stifled? Uh. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: God. I like it. Dad jokes I like are too it. much. Definitely, yeah. Def- I mean, Nimble Mongoose is like $33 mid, so... What? For,
0: for a foil. You uh.
1: uh,
2: did all right. <laughs> yeah,
1: for a foil. You did for all right. Foil.
0: They foil. They did have a... Uh, God, there was a foil Gagari Grave Troll. It's Oh yeah, it's just, that it's like thirty bucks. It's actually, I mean, more like because it's original Ravnica. Yeah, but like it, Jim was eyeing that a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh, also, real quick, just going back to the GP for a second, I forgot to mention this. One thing I thought uh, Channel Fireball did that was amazing was their time shifted matches.
2: Yeah, those are great. Such a good
1: idea. It's one of those ideas that it's, like, so simple and so obvious. You're like, wow, why haven't we been doing this for the last, you know, three years of coverage?
0: All right, so simple and obvious. Explain it to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what they did is, so the biggest problem with, like, watching tournaments is all the downtime. Just, yes. especially if it's like a combo matchup, the game ends and it's just like, well, I guess we're just gonna show you a replay of the previous round that you watched, you know, an hour ago, but we're gonna okay. show it to you again. What or, they did. Or even
2: worse, even worse, they talk about the matchup while you watch people pile shuffle their fucking cards. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, just the commentators are pile shuffling their cards, so people like, uh, yeah, exactly. There's just a, so right. much dead time. So what they did sure. is, um, they recorded the second Feature match. So the first feature match was live, like they usually do. But the second feature match they recorded, and whenever there was downtime, they would take the edited recorded uh, feature match and play that, and have the commentators commentate on it uh, live in real time. So you were basically getting double the magic. You're seeing twice as many matchups because while you're waiting for the next round, you're watching the previous round's match that you haven't seen yet. Okay. Um, so it just, it, I watched so much Magic this weekend because of that. Like, it doubles yeah. the amount of matches you get to see, which was, I yep. thought was awesome. Yep.
2: A lot less dead time, meaningful matches, because they're still, like, feature matches, so they are, you know, interesting matchups, like, high-ranked, you know, people who are, who have good records at the at that time. So, it was, yeah, it was totally just well done. I was very happy with that. My only, uh, issue with the, with the broadcast was the, like, the interface. Like, the, the, the actual display of it was really poor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the the way they were displaying it on screen. But other than that, everything else was great.
1: Yeah. I thought commentators, for the most part, were pretty good. Um, Huey. Yeah. Huey Jensen and uh, Ian Duke. Those guys yes. know their legacy. Those guys. That was their eight
2: team That was their eight team Yeah, sure. that was
1: definitely eight team Marshall, God love him. Oh, God. Bless his heart. Bless yeah. his heart. <laughs> <laughs> definitely out
2: of his element uh, in legacy, you know. For sure, but... I still feel, did, I think, he still did a fine job, I think. I for, feel
1: bad for him because he knows more than he gave on. What he he filled the role of? I'm going to lobby you these softball questions so you guys can show off. You know how much you know about the the format and help the newer players. But it made him just come off as just a really stupid person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that that is basically like his role, even like in L- unlimited resources, is that sort of his the role that he's always filled has been like the the noob who like yeah exactly like throws like meatballs for people to crush it out of the park.
1: Right. Which is great. Like everyone needs it, but try try and don't uh sometimes he, he, he went, what's what's the line from uh Tro, what what was that movie? Tropical Thunder or something like that with Ben Stiller? It's like he he went full retard. Oh god. <laughs> never never go full retard. <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder, that's what it is.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but yeah. anyway, I I thought yeah, uh Huey was great. Ian Duke was great. Those, those guys were fun to watch, uh, for commentary. I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, Uncle Randy. He's not my favorite. Um, and Marshall was, Marshall was, you know, was fine, but overall, the coverage was really good. The match was really good. Um, yeah,
1: there was, an awesome, there was an awesome point. I hope our listeners got to see it so I, they know my pain. But Huey actually went into this big, long diatribe about how uh sneak and Show's worst matchup is Death and Taxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually had Death and Taxes versus Sneak Attack uh, on coverage. And he was just like, yep, it's, uh, it's about 90-10. 90-10 in Death and Taxes' favor. I would put all my money on Death and Taxes winning this match. And lo and behold, Death and Taxes won. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's 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 funny.
1: <laughs> I also remembered, uh, we haven't been doing this just because we've been so busy, but uh, we haven't done What the Hell Should I Play
2: in a while. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that in a while.
1: I actually have uh, a perfect example for it, too. A little bit out of the ordinary, but uh friend of the cast, Aaron Gazinga, uh, he sent me a list that he just took to a 4-1 finish, and it is spicy as hell, so
0: fair to be to share
1: with the cast.
0: Hey, you know what else we haven't done? What? You were supposed to do an auction for an Eternal Witness. Yeah, about that. that. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I need an image. You need to send you, me an image of it. I, it's on the Facebook page. Right? It is so
1: buried in the Facebook page, I'm never <laughs> finding that. That was months ago. Send me an image. <laughs>
2: Can you just Google a Jedi witness play mat? Yeah, oh, people Jerry,
1: people know it's not real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: anyways, after maybe that, maybe I should see if
0: maybe maybe I could maybe I could see if Chewie can help out with it. Oh. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> We, let's move on let's move
1: on <laughs> we're gonna have to <laughs> uh, aaron anyways thanks for sending this my way but uh i think you'll like this adrian he sent me shardless pox so shardless why pox. am i
0: not surprised <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: such a grief for deck and looking at the list it it looks spicy as all hell so for the mana base it's two bayou one forest one island one Lumbering Falls, which is pretty interesting. Mm. Uh, four Polluted Delta, two Swamp, one Tropical Island, two Underground Sea, two Urborg, Tomb of Yagamoth, three coat uh, Catacombs, four Wasteland. So other than the Lumbering Falls, pretty standard uh, Delver, uh, bug list, I should say. For Creatures, he's running three Shardless Agent, two Tomb Stalker. And then he's running three Abrupt Decay, two Ancestral Vision, three Brainstorm, three Hymn to Torak, two Innocent Blood, uh, three seas, two Life from the Loam, three Liliana of the Veil, uh, three Mox Diamond, three Sinkhole, four Smallpox, and one Sylvan Library. Uh, so that's, that's pretty spicy. I really liked that when I saw it because, you know, Shardless Agent into a Sinkhole or Shardless Agent into a Smallpox is pretty devastating. It's called Pox Pox Shardless or Shardless Pox, depending on your lyrical preferences. <laughs> not, bu- not Bug Pox? Uh, it could be Bug Pox. Well, I think Shardless is the key point. Shardless kind of tells you it's got the cascade.
0: Well, yeah, even with the Shardless decks, they're now calling them Bug Control. Yeah, I've seen that.
1: I don't really agree with that naming factor. No, I
0: don't either. I think that sucks ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that, like Bug Control could literally... I think of like... Bug walkers, when I think of bug control, like Jace Liliana and Garrix and Karns, like that's what I think of when I think of bug control, Pernacious Deeds. Uh, oh, also kudos to Channel Fireball, because on coverage, they were calling it Bug Delver and Rug Delver, not, you know, Salt-Tie Delver or any of that shit, so...
0: Oh, uh, fuck it, yeah, Tamir Delver would throw me off.
1: Yeah, kudos to Channel Fireball for using the proper naming standards. <laughs> the proper. Yeah, think, damn right it's proper. <laughs> I don't care what Wizards of the Coast says. Um, plays a lot like a regular bug delver, uh shardless bug list where <laughs>
0: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So, meta breakdown, how much does this deck comp- comprise the current meta? Uh, uh
1: we're going to go with 0, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's a nice little twist, you know, we already see that shardless bug is a really powerful deck and this kind of next levels it. Um takes a lot of the things that are powerful about Charless Bug and just goes from a different angle that people aren't gonna expect. Um I like that it has sinkle, so you can destroy basic lands.
2: That's pretty yeah. that's pretty
1: rough. Because you know, most legacy decks, you know, even if they're running basics, they're only running one or two, and if you get them off those one or two, you could just wasteland them into oblivion to your heart's content.
0: Which would actually make Aaron's heart content. It would.
1: That is that is Aaron's favorite thing to do, is to watch his <laughs> opponents cry while they don't get
0: to play Magic.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and I give him credit, because he does it without Force of Will.
1: He does. I was surprised. He, he dipped into Brainstorm here, which is out of out of his normal character, but I think it was worthwhile. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely a deck that is going to attack uh, the meta from a different angle. You're going to play against people, and they're going to think they're playing against regular Charlotte's Bug. And then you're going to cast smallpox, and they are not going to be prepared for that.
0: I, I can I pose a question? Sure. Any interesting famous players?
1: Ah, uh, don't laugh, at these, these are your fucking questions. questions. Yeah, that's a cock,
0: Adrian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should just stop sending Adrian the questions. <laughs> uh,
0: what, what would we say difficulty is of this deck? Like, well, no, I'd, I'd like to go back. I think we do have some interesting players. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah.
2: Well, that Aaron,
0: since he in that this minute.
2: whole part this whole this is getting cut. We gotta re- speak.
0: <laughs> well we're laughing now more than we did at the fucking jokes. That's true. That's true. That's true. Alright guys, what would you say difficulty
1: is for this deck?
0: Couldn't tell you I haven't played it.
1: I mean, you played Charlotte's Bug, how difficult would you say Charlotte's Bug is?
0: Uh Charlotte's Bug's different. Does he play tar- he doesn't have in Tarmagoyf, is he?
1: No, but I mean...
0: Yeah, cascading into a Goyf is fucking brutal. (laughs) Cascading into Ancestral Visions is brutal. How much is that like Shardless Bug? He's got Shardless into Sinkhole is really the only thing I heard.
1: Well, I mean, he also has Shardless into Ancestral Visions. Okay. um, Shardless into Abrupt Decay. Shardless into him to Torak. Those are all pretty standard.
0: Okay, so the only thing he's deviated is what? Traded Tarmogoyce for Sinkholes?
1: Tarmogoyce for Sinkholes. He's also running Tombstalkers.
0: um, Uh, He's
1: running two Tombstalkers main.
0: Yeah, I never like delving shardless bug. No. No, you can't ca- you can't cascade into it, and when you start delving, you're weakening your goifs.
1: Well, that's the thing. He's not running goifs, so he doesn't need to worry about that.
0: Okay. So, right. how much is it like shardless bug? Is that what you asked me?
1: No, I'm no, asking yeah. how difficult is it to play. <laughs> I, I, yeah, would think, I would you know, think I that
2: most <laughs> shardless lists are not that difficult to play. If yeah. I was going to take a guess, like they don't seem like they're too hard.
0: It's, well, it's... it depends on the matchups. They're kind of they not they're not they have a hard time against Burn and against anything that is a turn one deck. Sure, but as, I mean, like, difficult
2: to pilot, like, how many, how often could I fuck up a hand? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would think that the
0: hands are pretty linear. Oh, well, the deck's very forgiving. That's yeah, that's what I'm You're going to cascade into it. I, right, yeah, I yeah, would like, say
1: it's one of the easiest decks to play. Is, you know, is he playing goes. Sylvan Library? He is playing one Sylvan Library. okay. Uh, Good, but so you're right. I to would top say top. that's that's probably the deck's worst matchup because it's not running Force of Will. It's not running any counter magic whatsoever. So
0: even yeah, though even it's Shard- a blue
1: deck, he has no counter spells.
0: Yeah, even most shardless bug decks do three Force of Wills main and one on the side. Right. So like they they return one.
1: Yeah, definitely those are going to be your rough matchups. Is the combo decks? Um, the slower combo decks are going to be okay because you have the Hinditor Torax and the Thought Seizes. Um, mm-hmm. But. Your real, your, your real meat and butter is, uh, bread and butter, I mean, I don't know. Meat, meat and butter? Meat and meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're gonna wanna eat for dinner. <laughs> I, I combine meat and potatoes and bread and butter into one <laughs> disgusting entree. I don't know, meat and butter <laughs> sounds pretty good, man. Yeah, I know, it's not disgusting, man. you would yeah, be walking um, my dinner last night. You know, some, the real meat and butter matchups. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're using that from now on, that is now a cast thing. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get a physical. My cholesterol's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: real meat and butter matchups are going to be the creature <laughs> matchups because you just you are packing so much removal in this deck. Yeah, in abrupt decays, innocent bloods, smallpox. Things are not living very long with this deck.
2: Mm. And it has a lot of cards that port into other decks too, right? So there's that benefit to it.
1: Yeah, that's one of the biggest benefits of uh, the the Delver decks is. Because Delver itself... Even though this isn't technically a Delver deck because it's not running Delver Secrets, but it's similar to the Delver decks. All of those decks just port into each other so well. Um, You know, once you build this deck, you can pretty much go into Rug Delver, Bug Delver, regular Shardless Bug. You know, you you have the dual lands. So that is going to cause this price tag to be pretty up there between Wastelands, Underground Seas, Tropical Islands. So... Not not the cheapest deck by any
2: means. Yeah, probably not the first deck you're gonna build to, to try out Legacy, but definitely like a deck that if you have the pieces to it, you're gonna be able to play other decks as well without make right. such a, a huge investment.
0: If you're on the way to Shardless Bug, cheap holes a sink on the way to getting a set of Yeah,
1: sink holes are like twenty dollars now, which is are they really absurd? Yeah, they're ridiculously cheap. Um, Sinkhole is a really good. For th- for those who don't know, because Sinkhole is one of those cards that not many people know about unless they've been in Legacy for a while, but it's Black Black, destroy target land.
2: It's a sorcery, right?
1: Yeah, it's a sorcery. It's a stone rain for Black Black, which is just awesome.
2: It's just target land or target basic land?
1: Any land. Target
2: land. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a lot better than I thought it was.
1: Super powerful, and yeah. just people. It used to see a lot of play, especially in the Delver lists. Uh, it used to see a whole
2: lot of play, and it just really fell off the face a, a while ago. So you could like char you could like Asian into sinkhole, and just like like basically waste like get a free wasteland off of it.
0: Yep, <laughs> which is what Jerry said when he started talking about the deck. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like that's, that's really that's <laughs> just bringing sweet. it back. Yeah, just bringing yeah. it all back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What de- what what is this good against? Uh, creature decks. Well, yeah, jump, it's I mean, Creature decks.
1: you're going to eat alive all the other Delver decks. Uh, it's pretty good against Miracles. Um,
0: start, what's solely specific to this deck?
1: Uh, I mean, probably what you're not going to see other than is the poxes. Like, pox is not a very common card, and if you are playing a pox deck, it is pretty
0: dedicated. What is, what's the casting cost of pox? Black, black. So you cascade into that?
1: Yep, you can cascade into it. Uh, Pox is I, pretty. So, for those who don't know, also Pox, it's a symmetrical card. So people are always trying to break symmetry, but it's black, black. Each player discards a card, sacks a land, sacks a creature, and loses one life.
0: That's a weird thing to cascade into. Ah, uh, well, the thing is, is, Charlotte's agent.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, what you're basically turning is. Imagine if Charlotte's agent instead just read. Remove
0: target creature, land, yeah, and you blue, blue do the same.
1: green destroy target land, destroy target creature, make an opponent discard a card, that's
0: and lose cool. a life,
1: and lose a life. I would play that blue green colorless <laughs> three for one.
0: Not against a young pyromancer.
1: Yeah, not against a young pyromancer. That is true. This deck, that's another good point. This deck probably loses pretty hard against young pyromancer decks.
0: Mm. Well, that, well, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, interesting though. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I don't know, put the hand, put the deck in anybody's hands and it might be one thing, put it in fucking Aaron's hands and <laughs> I'll be ripping my fucking hair out. Going, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I just, show and tell Emrakul and you cascade into pox. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> yeah, the deck
1: definitely has some really interesting plays that, that can come of it. I mean, this deck just looks like a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, the three Mox Diamonds, I'm kind of iffy on, just because cascading into a Mox Diamond feels real bad. But I guess he just wants to power out those Lilianas and those Shardless Agents as quick as possible. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that deck's pretty cool. And what I like about that deck is you can just take your Shardless Bug deck and port over a couple cards and just have a fun, you know, one of experience. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend taking this to a GP, but I could definitely say, see you taking this you know, to your local shop and just having a really fun night of just <laughs> ruining people's nights. <laughs> you could definitely you could run through to... an A
0: man with this thing. Oh,
1: sure, yeah. right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Bill, put put it together on your way to Shardless Bug, too. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, if you can't afford the Goyfs, if Goyf is the one thing keeping you out of uh, Shardless Bug, you know, give this a shot. Sinkholes are a lot cheaper than Goyfs.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cheaper than they should be.
1: Yeah, I would definitely. I think I mean I think I'm going to get some sinkholes. Those are those guys are sick.
0: I didn't realize they were twenty. Yeah,
1: they got real cheap.
0: Why? I saw, I saw like
1: beat up beta sinkholes for I, I want to say like fifty or sixty dollars the other day. Why are they so cheap? No one really plays them anymore. Um, they used to be all over the meta. Legacy, believe it or not, legacy used to be a little bit slower. And playing black black for destroy target land was was really good in those types of metas. Yeah. And basically, ever since Delver of Secrets was printed, uh, Sinkhole's been on a steady decline. Uh, mm. Just because they can just get a turn one Delver of Secrets out, and if you spend your second turn blowing up their land, you're going to die to a 3 2 flyer.
2: Yeah. Mm. Their, their TCG low on them is $15 for the unlimited ones.
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, listen to that, people. Get your sinkholes for $15. 30, 30,
2: 35 bucks for beta and $41 for alpha. Oh, on man. T- <laughs> TCG low. That's fucking insane.
1: I may need to get some beta sinkholes.
2: <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Just spend the extra 5 bucks and get the uh, get the alphas.
1: No, nah, man. Beta. It's beta, born and bred.
2: What, what, what's your affinity for beta? Where does that come from?
0: Be- uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. That's my argument.
2: <laughs> yeah, can I tell you? I, 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 you know why I liked Revised? Because for me, when I started playing, like when I started playing a Tempest block, Revised was like the old shit that I had, like the old old stuff that I had that I thought was sweet. So I've always liked the Revised, like template of the Whiteboard and all that stuff. But
1: yeah, ooh, I never knew this there. But there's also a Judge Foil Sinkhole. Is there? Yeah, it's uh, fifty bucks for the median. Huh. That's pretty sweet.
2: I don't do foils anyway, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ple- I'm a plebe. What can I say?
1: Ah, uh, I may need to get some zinkles and start brewing that up.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. That guy's always got weird decks, man.
1: Yep, Aaron's our uh, resident brewmaster.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I can't do that. I can't brew. It's not my, not in me, man. I mean, I just want a net deck. I want to play what's good and just play it.
1: Just, just want to win.
2: That's it. That's all I want to do. Is, and you know what? I was thinking the other day, like, when I came back to Magic and I was playing, like, a lot of standard, like, FMs, it took me, like, a couple months, but I was, like, top fouring them and winning them, like, on a consistent basis. And I found that, like, with Legacy, it is taking me a long time to get to the point where I'm even, like, breaking 500 on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know how much of that is the. Um, the disparity in power level index, or just how much like knowledge of the format is essential to to placing well. You know what I mean?
1: I would say big things with knowledge, just because if you think about it, you know your average standard player probably has been playing Magic for like six months, mm-hmm. whereas your average Legacy player, you know, they could be playing Legacy for six years yeah they just have a huge huge experience built up where they have already seen all these situations before, so they instantly know what the right direction decision is. They don't have to spend time making a decision and possibly making the wrong decision yeah um you know advantage in legacy is measured in millimeters where in standard is measured in foot feet
2: yeah I, I definitely think too that. The average like you know
0: you, well you do gotta keep in mind it's measured as three four one two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Three, four, one, two. <laughs> I
2: I do think I do think that um, the average legacy player is probably substantially better in their foundation as a magic player than the average standard player is. You know what I mean? I,
0: well you know why you say that? Is because
2: what? you play Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I that, yeah, nope, I'm no the no bias there, right? No I'm bias? On lo- I'm on like when when the Legacy player bell curve, like is you know when you see the bell curve, I'm on the far left of that. I am like I am not at like the skill level of most Legacy players. So, um, but I do th- I do think that Legacy players are probably tend to be better players in general. Well, the um,
0: thing, I think that I think one of the things that might be well, I guess that's obviously something I feel worth mentioning is that. One of the differences is that as you're learning legacy, you don't have the intention to forget this shit in three months. That's totally
2: true, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I guess like yeah, I mean it's been what? I started playing in May and it's been like
0: five. It's amazing, it's like, we can still learn about stifle. Six Vina uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, been six I've been playing months. stifle for three years and I still don't know what that card does. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you follow that account on Twitter, man. That, that's why I saw that, I'm like, God, oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> I didn't know Um, that they had like wire. They had Wirewood Symbiote. I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. I. I, So I think. Yeah. I think that. Um. Yeah. It's. 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 I mean, it's been six months since I started playing, and like nothing's rotating out. You know. So it is kind of nice not to have to learn um a bunch of new cards in every rotation and things like that. And like I think too, like the decisions that you make in Legacy, like when you just when you decide to fetch for a land. Is can be can be so important in Legacy, you know what I mean? And in Standard, that's not even that's not even a consideration. Like you just like you play your fetch land and you fetch for your land when you need the color, and that's that's it. There's no like, you
0: know what I mean? There's no
2: there's no reason not to do that not to do it that way, you know. Whereas in Legacy, there's a lot of interaction with the top of your deck and with the cards. You know, sometimes when you're playing Brainstorm and you have a fetch land on the board, like you can basically get a look at three new cards and shuffle two away, and, like, that interaction is in- extremely important, and it gets even a little bit deeper when you have a Delver that you're trying to set up to flip, and all that stuff, and, um, you have to weigh, like, the benefits of flipping a Delver, you know, f- for sure flipping a Delver, but not being super happy with the cards on top of your deck, versus shuffling away two bad cards and not knowing if you're going to flip a Delver, and, like, what the the benefit is to flip it immediately, versus, like, take a chance on not flipping it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think a a lot of it comes down to resource management, and you have more resources in Legacy than you do in Standard. Yeah, that's that's totally true. That's 100% true. I think that's one of the things that I just always enjoyed about it, was that there's so, I mean, you can go deep on analysis into the 60 that you put into the deck for exact reasons, Mm -hmm. and then play them out with that knowledge. And, And, of course, I mean, you're still putting 60 together in a deck in Standard, but your card pool is limited. You don't have the resources. Yeah. You know, you don't have shit like Brainstorm. I mean, what what's the, what, what the hell's that thing I saw in a draft? It was like, Scry 2, put him at the bottom or some shit. I'm like, okay. oh, that's almost like a preordain. Yeah, yeah read no, the phone. An- like, an- Scry. No,
1: anticipate?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was Anticipate. Yeah, look oh. at
1: the top three, put one in your hand, the other two on the bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, that's kind of like an awkward preordain. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, I just, I, this format's so fucking awesome, man. It's so, like, uh, there just hasn't been a time where, like, I've played a deck and been like, oh, this matchup all over again, like... I've played a few legacy decks multiple times, but it's not like I sit down and I'm like, oh, I gotta do this matchup all over again, like... You know, I don't know.
0: I just, but you know it's also
2: yeah, awesome The only time
1: I do that is when I play against death and taxes. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: and... So there's... Yeah, there's definitely probably decks that are like your pet peeve, like the ones that kind of wreck you on a consistent basis, you know what I mean? And like...
0: But you the, know what else is awesome about the format? The fucking people. Yeah? Most, most of the people. Like... I've... Which is a awesome segue towards uh, scooping the top eights. Yeah, let's yeah. do it, man. <laughs> let's do it. Anybody uh, who, who wants to go first, I'll go first. I'll go first. Go ahead.
2: Uh, let's see. I'm gonna scoop in. I'm gonna scoop in Corbin for hopping on the cast with us last week. It was really fun to talk to him. And uh, you know, if anyone uh, doesn't know, he's on Brainstorm Brewery and he writes for uh, Brainstorm Brewery and does some coverage stuff for for Watsy. So. It's cool to have him on the podcast. We had some really fun things to talk about as far as the future of legacy where that's headed. So scoop him in a top eight. And I'm going to scoop in a top eight my oldest son Liam because he has his first parent teacher conference tomorrow and that little fucker better get good reviews. Otherwise <laughs> there's gonna be hell to pay. So I'm
1: going to scoop in a top eight. Isn't he like
2: five? To top eight. How, how old is he? He's four.
1: He's four. <laughs> yeah, he's well, going to go no, half no, no. in algebra, Pat. That's what he All right.
2: <laughs> he'll be four in, I'm sorry, he'll be four in January. So, like, you know, if his chemistry grades aren't up to par... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna to you.
0: <laughs>
2: but, yeah, that's it for me, man.
0: All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, my buddy sent me a fucking picture of a little kid crying, and it said, the last time my dad played with me, I was in his balls. Oh, God! <laughs> Not a dad joke though <laughs> that, that might be a dad joke. No, no
2: you, know, you know you want to know why a dad joke is so impressive?
0: I don't even know what a dad joke means.
2: <laughs> a dad joke a dad joke. the reason why I think dad jokes are so great is because like there, you get to a point where you have children, and there are now constraints onto the kind of humor that you can use. Yes, and a dad joke has to walk the line between being appropriate to say around children and also being funny, and like towing that line is so tough. And so when you get a couple, they get a chuckle. They're like, they're like little nuggets of gold, man. A dad joke is just a beautiful thing. You gotta appreciate it, man.
0: <laughs> so yeah, and I was telling my son what I. Now I kind of get what you're talking about. I was driving my son home one day, and he's in the car, and, and I said something to him about. I don't know if you ever heard this. Um, two cannibal clowns. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what the hell was it? Was, yeah. So there's, it, there's like one's like. <laughs> just, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. Two,
2: there's two cannibals that are eating a clown. And, uh, one cannibal turns to the other and says, this takes funny to you?
0: <laughs> My son started cracking up.
2: Yeah, fucking silence from Jerry. You'll get it one day, Jerry. It's okay.
0: <laughs> it's okay.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Um, 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 Jerry, you got top eights? Oh, let's animate dead. Jerry, <laughs> you got top eights? <laughs> and Jerry. So, Adrian, you got any top eights? I do. I do. I, um, I'm gonna fucking scoop in a top eight starts, uh, with fucking Kyle for flagging me every time he comes across a merfolk card that I need. <laughs> um, scoop in a, scoop into Jim Dredge. It was fucking awesome seeing him this weekend. I haven't seen him in a while. I want to get up to act and I want to see if I can sell so up there too. Um, scoop in a top eight Damian Newell. So this uh, must have recently joined the podcast. Uh, the Facebook group, mm-hmm. and and posted up a little bit of history, and I was just kind of fucking curious. He's like, because, um, you know, I, I, I still I like to think it's just like fuck it. of was hanging out talking, and nobody listens. And <laughs> and like I I know that that's not people listen fuck. to this. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> what? Uh, well, not. In- oh, he's back. <laughs> the trigger must have resolved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, he he put up something that um. You know, top three, one of the top three favorite podcasts. And I listen to a, you know, I, I haven't as frequently recently, but I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. And I was curious, well, you know, that's fucking awesome. Like, who does that put us into a category with? Like, what are the other two? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
2: totally.
0: A- and, uh, to mention the ones he did was just, uh, that was, that was, uh, I don't know, it was heartfelt. It was touching. Whatever it was, it was, I was, I was kind of astonished anyway. So, so scooping a topic to Damien and, um, and Evan Nyquist, cause the fucking team Tusk guys are ballin'. And, uh, what else? Um, and, fucking, yeah, Canada. So, <laughs> yo, Canada. Evan, yo, Canada.
1: Alright,
0: my turn. Adrian.
2: Yeah, okay. uh, thanks, no, Adrian. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Jerry. Jerry. Jerry's got a minus one and you know, minus zero counter on him right now, so it's slightly less powerful, but. <laughs> Why
1: don't I have a minus one, minus zero counter on me?
2: Because, because we, we. You had to animate dead. Yeah, we, 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 we called, we called like you for, we, we called you for, for scoops of top eight, I, and there was no, there was no, there was no sound on your end, so we just. I, I'm making brownies,
1: I needed to make sure they weren't burning. <laughs> We had to anime, dead you, man. That's all. That's all. God, man goes to check on his brownies. Can't do anything in peace around here.
0: What's, what's it, what did you like, what would you mix in that brownie batter? <laughs> He's on vacation, man. I'm Leave on vacation. Home, right? yeah. They only test you when they hire you.
1: It's love. Love and affection, that's what my enemies oh, are made of. Oh, is that the strain you're using? And a, yeah, and a little bit of PCP. I've seen,
0: I've seen the wolf on Wall Street.
1: <laughs> quaaludes, I just crush up Quaaludes and sprinkle them oh, on
0: top.
2: <laughs> I'm so jealous, I want to live that life.
1: You guys have a escalin? Jesus Christ, where is this strain going? <laughs> <laughs> I just wondering. Man, Anyways, my scoops in the top eight.
0: <laughs> mescaline.
1: Uh, mescaline. <laughs> no, not mescaline. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: <you> know. <laughs> so I wanted to scoop in everyone who jumped on the uh, the Facebook post with me. You know, Steve, Ian, Joshua, Lawrence, uh, Ryan, uh, Josh. Uh, just you know, everyone. There's a big list of you guys, Chris, Aaron. So. You know, If I didn't mention you, it's because you didn't jump in the list soon enough, so you're not up on the list On those as I scroll through it. But you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> you guys are awesome. It was great hanging out with you <laughs> but guys. But nobody else does.
0: We're going back
1: to that. <laughs> nobody else does. That's going to be my, re- my recurring theme here. <laughs> um, unless they join
0: the Facebook group, I guess. Yeah,
1: unless you join yeah. the Facebook group, yep. Uh, just another reason why you guys should get on the Facebook group. We host little things like that where you can interact with us and Prove we actually exist, unlike Chris Chihi and Celso, who are figments of my imagination. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I also want to scoop in uh, Kerman and Ara. They came over. We did a draft. Kerman brought his Death and Taxes into my home to beat me with it.
2: (laughs) Did he really bring it to you just to crush you? He brought Death
1: and Taxes into my home for the sole purpose of beating me with it. (laughs)
0: And. and while we're on the quick topic of fucking Ara and Kerman, Pat, I've got boxes upon fucking boxes for you. Oh God. Yeah. Alright. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much oh, I'll say Scoopin' Jim, because that guy's awesome and I got to see him the other day and yeah, I haven't I seen him in a long time. First thing he said when he came up to me was how much he enjoyed the podcast, so I know this message is gonna get to him, but it was awesome seeing you the other day. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. On the Spread out of conflict, Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From the gang called niggas with attitudes. When I'm called off, I got a sword off. Switch the trigger and bodies are hard off. You too, boy, if you fuck with me. The police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass. That's how I'm going out. For the punk motherfuckers that showing out.
0: From. Straight out of Compton, another crazy ass nigga When punks I smoke yo, my rap gets bigger I'm a bad motherfucker and you know this But the pussy ass niggas won't show this But I don't give a fuck, I'ma make my snaps If not from the records, from Jack a crap like burglary The definition is jacking But when illegally armed, it's gonna pack it Shoot a motherfucker in a minute I find a good piece of pussy
1: coming. in the city of Compton, boy.